Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 365. 365, full circle. A, fur, a third of the way to 1095, guys. <laughs> We're, uh, it's, ex- it's exciting. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of fancy business to talk about. Like, we we've do. announced a bunch of new uh, uh, shows. Mm-hmm. The lineup for Podfest this year, October mm-hmm. 6th through the 8th. Uh, Mark Marin's doing it. But we've the cool stuff for me, we've got Todd Glass and uh, My Favorite Murders coming back. Jackie Cation's doing Dork Forest and her show at Lori Kilmartin. But also we've got some first-timers. Bill Burr doing his Monday morning podcast. First time ever doing it live, he right? never has done it live. He's doing it first time with us. Bert Kreischer is doing Bertcast. We've got Bobby Lee is doing his podcast. So if you want to see Bobby Lee naked... Uh, that you can it's probably do, already happened. It's probably you can go right now. Any <laughs> show he's doing, but he'll be for, <laughs> he'll have his shirt off. Uh, hopefully, we can get him and Bert without their shirts off. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's a uh, it's the shirt off. Festival. Yeah, that'll be hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's uh, tickets are moving fast. As we've said, the so limited number of hotel rooms, and there's some crazy doctor convention that weekend. So once the discounted hotel rooms at the Biltmore are gone, they're gone. We can't add more. So jump on those. Uh, ticket prices are going up because we've sold out of all the other tiers. So so get in, get into it. Get involved. <laughs> yeah. Buy a ticket. Yeah. Jump in. Jump into the deep end. <laughs> jump into the deep end. October 6th to the 8th. Go to LAPodfest.com. Uh, thank you to all the new uh, patrons. So oh, my gosh. It's been great. We're over $600 right now. We've got over 100 of you doing it. Yeah, we're it's very close. we a month. Yeah, we're very close to our uh, initial goal of two spoilers a month. And um, we have an announcement. We know what the secret episode is going to be. Yes. It's going to be the monthly, weekly film news with... Um, us <laughs> and Neil. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going over the monthly film news with Neil and commenting on the stories. Now, it'll also be different than what's on the site. As you know, Neil does the weekly film wrap up. It'll be some of that, but also a lot of new stuff. And we'll be talking about uh, film news. Yeah, we're going to go in depth of like, you know, what director's doing this and what, you know, who's starring in this big comic book movie and what's on the slate for all these people, what dumb mistakes are DC going to make? Yes, exactly. And there will always be a topic of conversation. (laughs) And what new Marvel movie is going to kick the shit out of the dumb DC movie? Stuff like that. Again, over and over. And, uh, (laughs) and you're wondering, well, what, uh, what level is that for the patron? Uh, that is the ten dollar level. That's the ten dollar. Yes, level, folks. that's the ten dollar level. I know you're wondering. I know. Uh, but but what if I? Uh, you know what? I can't afford that. I just want to get the polls and participate in those. You can do that for two dollars. Two dollar level. Two dollar level. You get to participate yep. in the polls. We've already posted two of them, which have been great. You guys, your your engagement and activity on this is yeah. Is and if you just want to throw down a saw bill and don't care about getting any of the updates, throw down the saw bill. Get the the one dollar a month. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. I thought a sawbuck was a twenty. Wasn't a sawbill a one? I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm just enjoying the show right now, and I was wondering what a sawbuck was. I love Chris. It makes the statement and yeah. then asks the guest, "Hey, yes, the exactly. Guys, what does this mean?" It's this very thing? likely I could be getting the uh, nomenclature and the slang incorrect. Can I on ask the one question uh, about mm-hmm. this whole. Could be sawbuck. Could be sawbill. Does it relate to a civil war uh, type of words? Right. (laughs) No, I just want to. Let's get let's get on the trolley and give give us give each other the hi hat. Let's do it. Don't give our guests a twenty three skidoo. Yeah. (laughs) Do do I have to pay each month, or can I subscribe in a way that I'm automatically paying you every month? 
Yeah, that's what the patron level is. So you can just, it's it's different than Kickstarter or Indiegogo where you just do a one-time. This is your every month donating a certain dollar amount. And for that dollar amount, you get various things. So for the $2 level, you get access to- Updates and polls. Updates and polls. A $5 level, you get a little more stuff. Yep. The $10 level, you get a bonus episode. Yep, and it's going to be great. We're already confirmed it with Neo, and we're really excited to do it. We'll be doing it next week. Yeah, because we realize that's one area we sort of- haven't covered as much right it's is, been covered on the site but not really on the show and even on the, the site is cool but we needed to go in depth and do an hour yes. talking about it every mm-hmm. month about what's going on um, we got to discuss the bullshit we got we got to go into it we got to go into who's the signing and what you know what fucking film is Zack snyder gonna ruin next and stuff yes. like that you know, you know things that are in development that shouldn't be yeah <laughs> <laughs> why the akira movie will never be made why ghost in the shell did get made and shouldn't have been and cast with a white girl, you know yes. stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's stuff. what we'll be uh, we'll be getting into. <laughs> we'll get into all that mm-hmm. stuff. It'll be a little more. My uh, favorite was Ghost in the Shell. the The anime fans had no interest in seeing the film, and the film the people who were not fans of the anime were like, "Why is Scarlett Johansson in naked but without nipples?" It's like it made no, no sense. No one wanted mm-hmm. it. Was it appealed to neither? Yes, <laughs> neither demographic wanted to see the film. It's good solid business. Uh, why don't we introduce our guest? Let's do it. You've heard him try to understand old money. Yeah, yeah, old money slang that I'm getting incorrect anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's a filmmaker. He's a podcaster, and it's a first. He's a first time guest. No, it's no, he's true. been on before. Really? Yeah. I was on. I was in this very space with yeah. you all. No, when? so graciously. It was a while ago when we were talking about Wayne Fetterman's movie. I am Road Comic. Wow. Wow, well, I love back. that I love that I am Road Comic is Wayne Fetterman's movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Wayne Fetterman vehicle. Yeah. I am Road Comic. Yeah. yeah, I heard he produced, starred, and hired you to direct it. <laughs> that's, that's true. I fought hard to get the gig. Yeah. And, uh, you gotta fight really hard to do a documentary that's not gonna pay much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, comedian, filmmaker, and also just finished his uh, d- comedy documentary trilogy, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Brady. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I apologize for not remembering. No, it was a strange experimental time. So, all right. So that's like twelve mistakes right off top of the show. Yeah, that's money's awesome. wrong. We yeah. had the guy before. Yeah, uh, is this the right episode number? Do and really? you know we're not going to edit any of this Fuck out. That. No, uh, editing takes time. Yeah, we're in the garage. Normally we're at um, all things comedy. Which is uh, really cool. Because uh, it's spring break and the kids are off. <laughs> so we're here back in the garage. Uh, so now, Jordan, you just finished I Am Battle Comic. We're going to be talking Terrible about that. Terrible name, uh, by uh, the way. Uh, yeah. Terrible <laughs> name for a film. I thought it was a rap battle documentary. I know. It's, yeah. it's a horrible name. <laughs> I Am Battle Comic. What is It's like Jeff Ross is going to be telling zingers to other right. people. It's terrible. I was thinking robots. There had to be robots somewhere in there. Oh, I wish battle there were robots. Com- I literally. <laughs> Because the rap battle show has gotten so big right. at the comedy store, now I think it's a show on Comedy Central. That's become such a big thing. I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a documentary about rap battle." How timely! Yes. 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 <laughs> no. How'd I, you get it done so fast? Trust yeah. me, mm-hmm. I struggled with the horrible mm-hmm. title "I Am Battle Comic." <laughs> but when you have "I Am Comic" on your shelf of right. your work, and then you have "I Am Road Comic," mm-hmm. it couldn't be "I Am Army Comic." 
Because then you think, oh, it's like a soldier who does comedy. Right. Mm -hmm. Which there is a Marine. Sean Halpin is a Marine, or was a Marine. I guess you're always a Marine, who does comedy. But that would be confusing. There's a a Marine, an ex-Marine, Patrick Terrell, who's a comic in uh, Oahu that I've met. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that that would be misleading. I am Marine comic. That wouldn't work. (laughs) I am military comic. And uh, I am comic military grade. That was the title for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, like a... Right. With a little subtitle thing. Not oh, a subtitle. Oh, I see. Like mm-hmm. a, what do they call that? A when colon they, or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, colon. And then I was just lazy and I said, okay, I am battle comic. Horrible. Yeah. I'm enlisted comic? Mm-hmm. Again, it sounds like a comedian joined yeah. the army. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a documentary about comedians mm-hmm. that go overseas to entertain the troops. I don't know if you're familiar with Afghanistan. Yes, <laughs> I've heard of it for sure. Now that's a dumb name for a movie. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great name for a movie. That is a great name, which I own that uh, DVD. Oh, sweet. I thought he was going to say the URL. Yeah, but I, like, I bought the URL, Graham. That's why you can't have it. Do you have the URL? Yeah. I for Afghanistan? Yeah, I think it's lafghanistanthemovie.com, but mm-hmm. we don't. We haven't put a lot of time into that. Yeah. <laughs> That site might need a little work. So if you want to go into that so, abandoned warehouse, yeah. you can go to com. So well, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Jordan's movie. We're going to be talking about a movie called Your Name, Personal Shopper, and Their Finest. And we've got a new sponsor. This episode will be brought to you by Mac Weldon, MacWeldon.com. That is excellent. The uh, the silver one, the one, the antimicrobial no, one. Just <laughs> one. their standard one, but it says they put on the inside of it, uh, for daily use or for daily wear, which is a great reminder because yes. I would have I would have sure. gone biannually if they yes. would have or never worn it <laughs> at all. Yeah, no. I would have just framed it because yeah. they're yes. so beautiful. Are they briefs or boxers? Yeah, they're boxer, boxer briefs. briefs. You boxer. get a whole. I I love the boxer briefs. They're very cool. Well, we may as well do the ad now. Yeah, I think yeah. we're kind of into it. We're kind of into the ad. By the way, I am Commando comic would have been a good one, but it would imply that you weren't wearing underpants. Yeah, a whole documentary about comics that don't they're wear they're underwear, underwear. Yeah. that are freeballing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good document. That might be, the, that would be, that might thing, be right? the fourth one in the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it would be a quad a quadrilogy. Quad, is that a word? I don't know. I've gotten so many words right. wrong at this. Chris episode. is just making up words. Yeah, at this exactly. Episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a buck to see that quadrilogy. <laughs> yes, you should. You should. <laughs> That'll really paint your trolley. So really. <laughs> So go to MacWeldon.com, folks. Yeah, and we're not going to make you spend full price. Come on, go to MacWeldon.com. 20% off your uh, order with the promo code NERDS. NERDS. And remember, they have a silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Uh, I got my stuff in the mail, too. I got a T-shirt. I got a um, sweatpants. And they're really comfortable. They're like really They got a great soft. return yeah. policy, too. And mm-hmm. you might be thinking, I'm and not a sweatshirt. Send- the underwear yeah. doesn't fit. I'm not sending that back. No, you yeah. keep it. And they'll give you the full refund. If you're like, I right. don't like this, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. And so they... And try something else. Try I mean, else. what I love about I a, a sponsor like socks. This. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got some blue, light blue. Did you get a package? Because they have packages of socks, I got too. two packages of socks, and I got a package of underwear. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Comfortable. I love this. What are the instructions on the socks? <laughs> I didn't see an imprint on the... Toes going first. Toes yeah, going yeah. first. Yeah, that's... Which was helpful. TGIF. <laughs> So you definitely want to check it out. They have um, what I love about it is they they don't have a ton of inventory, but what they do have is fantastic. It's really comfortable and um, sort of really the in and out and burger well. of clothes. They yes, just do a exactly. couple things, and they do but it they do it right. Well, yeah, well. so you get go your to, underwear animal style. Yes. 
<laughs> Southern California joke. That's a, right. that's a SoCal joke. <laughs> so go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, and get 20% off using the promo code NERDS. Do that's it. That's another great way to support the show, guys. If there's a yep. product we're advertising that you really would want to do, if you use our coupon code, they obviously track that. Yes, they do. And the more people that use our coupon code, the more they're like, oh, we're going to keep advertising with those guys. Makes a great gift. And let me is a wicking... It's like a sport underwear. They do have a that's the that's the answer my right. corbo. That's like if it is kind of a sport underwear that you if you are going to exercise a lot in. That's that's my next round. They've got hoodies too, hoodies, uh, shirts, underwear, yeah. and uh, sweatpants. Hey, there's the phone. We don't have that. Call from the future. Yeah. Where is kind of ring is that? I don't know. Chris still has Someone's a landline. Calling from a space capsule. Old man Sawbuck still. Uh, <laughs> Call Carlisle 5600 and you can get the Mancini home. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's the, it comes free with the cable package. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> they bundle it. Yeah, that's why I cut my cable because I have yeah. a home phone that only telemarketers called. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, that's a great service. That yeah. must work great for the telemarketers, too. Well, if you still have this, you don't want to talk to me. It's great for pollsters. I mean, they yeah. accurately predicted the election, so it's really it's, it's a great system they've got going on there. Calling. I don't think I've had a landline since the late 90s. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, we. It's I put it next to the fax machine. So uh, the butter churn, <laughs> yeah. Is over in the, yep, that's yeah. really good. There's a I just put a down payment on a stagecoach. Oh, good for you. Yes. Good for you. What's the down payment? A couple saw bucks. Yes. Yeah, I got a couple saw bucks, a couple saw bucks, and a couple saw bills. I had to do one of a couple of each, and a uh, turkey. Nope, so. and I'm not editing the phone ringing. By the way, no, that's no, it's no. all staying in. Yep. The editing is, it is it's too laborious. It, yeah, why would why would you edit? No. People enjoy it. People love the rawness so, of podcasting. It, it's real. It's yeah. fucking real. When it takes place in a prairie house. Yes. With a- <laughs> With a dirt floor. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that the Pony Express men yeah. riding up? You know what I loved about earbuds? Can I talk about that? Yes, you can. Because I saw a secret screening. I don't know if I was invited. I think I was invited because I'm a Kickstarter backer, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So we were in Beverly Hills. It was a swanky theater. And there were UTA. At UTA. Aisha set yes. that up. There were mm-hmm. other Kickstarters there. Mm-hmm. And my buddy Sean Merrick was there. Yep. Right? Who's mm-hmm. in the movie, I believe. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We profile his uh, battle with cancer. And mm-hmm. I don't want to give away the ending, but the way people kind of come together and you put a face to a faceless medium is really genius. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks Not to Jordan. mention that you don't you go to freaking Australia? Australia and Japan. And Japan. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So I was wondering, like, okay, how is this? I'll put my money down, right? I'll see. <laughs> And I'm like, but how are they going to sustain people talking? Right. And you did it. So I say bravo. Thanks. Oh, thanks. I think yeah. that's, the, that's, you know, the two biggest things we get in reactions to earbuds are that and the, oh, I didn't expect it to be so emotional. Right. Yeah. And so moving. And, and that was the thing from, from the very beginning that Chris and I were like, well, we don't want this to just be some boring tech thing like about oh how's podcasting started well, let's and, go into yeah. an rss feed like yeah. wow that sounds exciting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really it the idea came from a, a bunch of things i mean seeing the fans come to the la podcast festival and 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 they're like the emotional response that people have the first time they come to podfest and they're like oh my god you know, I listened alone. No one understands what a podcast is. And then I come here and everyone does like that. I've had that response a million times. All the emails 
that every podcaster, I'm sure you've gotten them of, hey, listening to your show helped me through a tough thing or whatever. I just wanted you to know that you're bitching about you know, movie studios or whatever actually got me through this tough time and, and that connection and the, and me going on the road, the people that would come up to me after just stand up comedy shows saying, man, I, I drove two hours to get here, I drove two right? Hours to yeah. get here, or I heard you on this other show, or you told this story on this other podcast and that meant a lot to me. I went through a similar thing or whatever is like, there's nothing yeah, that's the whole reason we did the doc, mm-hmm. and it's 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 we wanted that because there's humanity to it. We want to yes. show the humanity because everyone's like, and I think I don't know if that's a mistake in our title and earbuds, the podcasting documentary, or in our movie in our description in some of the festivals. I noticed when we did the we didn't describe enough of the humanity because I think I don't know much about podcasting. I'm gonna go this festivals in my movie festival in my town, and I'm just thumbing through the program, and I'm like. Oh, that could maybe that might be interesting. There's and, a documentary on the environment. I'll learn about that, or maybe I'll learn about this uh, podcasting thing. Right, mm-hmm. and then and then the kids and, love. And this isn't this isn't like a slam or anything. But then, like we, you know, you're going up against the documentary, and in the title, it's like an autistic swim team, and you're just like, oh wow, yeah. like emotionally, I want to get into that. And I remember saying to Chris, it was we were in Napa. I was like, maybe we should have redone the description and <laughs> talked about the emotion that our movie has because I think on the surface people just think it's going to be. And then eventually we did do that, so we updated yeah. all the IMDb and and uh, press release stuff. So I but- think there's a podcast about autistic swimmers. No, <laughs> there might be. There might be. It was a fa- that, that's yeah. a fantastic yeah. movie, by the way. Is it's, it really? Oh, it's fan. Mm-hmm. It's 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 right there. Like it's all the emotion of yeah. it. The parents. Do you remember the name of it? God, I forget. But we met the filmmakers. We were in the artist in residence thing with them at Napa, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a- called Sawbill. Sawbill, yeah, Sawbill, the butter churn story. I don't know what that has to do with autistic swimmers, but it sounded good. Uh, My wife made a documentary about teenage dancers. They're not just teens; they're some little, like two-year-olds. It's a whole program called "Free to Be Me." They have Down syndrome. Oh, and the the um, it was hard to describe that as well because. You can just say, "Oh, it's about dancers with Down syndrome," but right. it's really about the families. Like yes. you get to know, mm-hmm. you you go, "Oh, wow, they're just like us." It's relatable, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked about the humanity and earbuds. Was, what was the name of that one? Which one? Oh, my wife's. Yeah, free to be me. Free to be me. Free to okay. be me. Uh, but that, yeah, the humanity that you put in that. My own movie, I Am Battle Comic. Terrible name. <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> Maybe you should put colon after that. I Am Battle Comic, right. colon. Terrible name. Terrible name. <laughs> but I do have IamBattleComic.com. Mm-hmm. You could pre-order, but I'm not here to talk about the pre-order. Okay. You can. You were No, no, no. If, if they want to go... We were just selling underwear two minutes ago. So <laughs> yes. you, you want to sell your film, friend, you go for it. Hey, if people wanted to pre-order mm-hmm. at IamBattleComic.com, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. they can, and $5... Of the 10, goes to the National Military Family Association. That's great. That's great. AKA uh, militaryfamily.org. Mm-hmm. It's a great charity. They send kids to camp. Uh, they, they help families when someone comes out of deployment, right? PTSD yeah. or just mm-hmm. reintegrating. Because what I learned, and Graham, you probably know this as well, there's no boot camp to decompress, Mm-mm. right? You get boot camp indoctrinates you into the service. And you come home, and you've got this discipline 
and you've been in war and people shooting at you and you've been doing crazy stuff and now you have to come back to it's that's the, that's brings up life. a really interesting idea. What if there was a boot camp to read? There should be, into should be society. anti boot camp. Well, it, it should mm-hmm. it should be like I've heard some soldiers say, oh, you know, they just sort of sit you down and and talk to you like the the army therapist will sort of you know kind of. But it's not. It needs to be. <laughs> I mean, how long is boot camp? It's twelve to sixteen weeks, yeah. right? And that's the other thing too, and it's great that you're supporting that families organization. That was the biggest thing I learned from going over there and from making Afghanistan was like how the families. I had so many people in the military go, "Man, you have no how it's it's harder on the family because imagine, uh, you know, Chris, you got kids. Imagine you're gone for a year. I know, mm-hmm. and and so the kids are kind, of, and you're just talking to the kids on Skype." And then you've had this completely different lifestyle, like in a war zone, tense, military living. and Lost then buddies. Lost buddies, the stress of it. And then you come back here and you got to then integrate into taking the kids to Little League and all this sort of regular life stuff. Right. Like pick that scene, picking out cereal in the Hurt Locker. In the Hurt Locker. Yeah, yeah. He comes back and he's trying to figure that out. And, and, and the families, that's the thing I learned so more than anything was how hard it is on the families because it's hard on both people. It's hard on the, the 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 man or woman that's in the military that, like you said, they didn't have a boot camp to come home. And then the family's like, well, we kind of were operating without you. Right. And now you're back. I got that from being on the road as a whoa, stand-up. Mm-hmm. Or doing a gig. If I do a shoot out of town, I'm gone for 10 days. They're like, hey, we had a life while you were gone. Don't yeah. come back and think we're all stopping for you i know know? but this organization um militaryfamilies.org and you can make a donation uh anytime Mm -hmm. but i saw them on dave attell who's gives an interview and i'm battle comic Mm -hmm. terrible name name. (laughs) dave attell no no dave attell actually has a nice ring to it (laughs) i don't think he'd like that george uh he had a he had like a button on his website mm-hmm. and I interviewed him and I was, I stalked him actually on Twitter. Like, Hey, I got to get an interview. So I'm in New York. I see his, I'm on his website. And, uh, I said, why? He goes, man, cause he's done seven or eight yeah. tours. And he said, these people do great things for the families. So they'll send the family to a camp with other families mm-hmm. and get people to open up. So, so that if you were to incline to pre-order, Know that some of the money's going to that. That's a great That's organization. Great. And, and our screenings are, we've helped them as well. And they can go to IamBattleComic.com? If they want to. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's talk about, uh, talk about the movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I saw Your Name. This is an anime film uh, not made by Studio Ghibli or Miyazaki, but it has such a Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli feel. I feel like filmmakers said, all right, if this studio is not going to make movies like this anymore, we're going to pick up the slack and make it. This is a beautiful film. It is um, the highest grossing anime of all time. It passed Spirited Away. Wow. 333 million so far and it premiered at the anime expo uh, 2016 in los angeles now this is what i was excited about uh, you know we the kids are off for spring break they had a choice we were either going to go see power rangers or this movie and they chose this movie and 
That's good parenting. I, I was th- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was worried because I have an eight-year-old boy, and I know there's not going to be a lot of fighting in this movie. So this movie is about uh, two teenagers, a boy and a girl. One lives in the city, one lives in the country. But there's a comet that affects their lives where they start to swap bodies periodically, but, but then they swap back. And they're not really sure what's going on. So they start leaving notes for each other when they swap back. So it becomes a really odd but really interesting uh, uh, coming-of-age love story of these kids that has this sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of twist to it. And, uh, you sort know, there's a... some the time travel stuff in there. There's some really cool stuff. Um, but it's a beautiful, gorgeous movie, like the backgrounds and the animation, and it really feels like a Studio Ghibli film. It's moving, it's um, it's fun, it's lively, and I kept looking over to my son thinking, he's going to be so bored. Like, my daughter was loving it. You know, she's 12 at that perfect tween age of, like, the romance between, you know, mm-hmm. boy, girl, high school issues, and some of the stuff, um, it's translatable. It doesn't matter that this is part of a Japanese culture, this film. Um, you know, growing up and being a teenager, all the problems and issues that you have is the same everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, but my son said this, he's like, no, I, I really like this movie. I liked the comet. I liked, he liked the sci-fi elements of it, how they were switching bodies. And it's just a great, it, it's gotten no fanfare, no promotion in the United States. Um, but it's a fantastic movie. It's called Your Name. It's based on, so uh, the director, Makado Shinkai, it's his fifth feature film. And he actually wrote the it's based on his book and a screenplay because he's done yes. a lot of these uh, apparently he's done five centimeters per second the place promised um the garden of words uh so this is uh the place promised what's that one the place promised in our early days oh and that is also another beautiful looking film yeah so he he's an amazing director and we can see this now it's in yeah it was playing at the arc light oh my goodness oh, wow mm-hmm. yeah your name mm-hmm it sounds like sort of a memento, Freaky Friday, with a little bit of it's a mix Twilight. Of, or it's, something? it's a mix of all those things, with the exception of uh, the dopiness of Twilight. <laughs> um, but it really, um, it, it really resonated, and it resonated because it's like the um, a coming of age movie. But even with the sci fi elements to it, it just like we all kind of felt that way. Like, gosh, like you know, there's just one scene where. Um, you know, the country girl is just yelling, I hate my life and I wish, you know, I was in the city and all this. And, you know, you just, it's the grass is always greener kind of thing where it's just as you, we go through as a teenagers and coming of age, like all these issues. But imagine if you were swapping bodies. Um, in fact, there's a lot of jokes about when they swap bodies, they have different parts of the bodies, oh, yeah. which is uh, also um, the kids really found that entertaining too. Like it doesn't get any, it's a PG. It doesn't get into anything graphic, but it was just a really fun, beautiful film. And I recommend seeing it. The other thing too is we're not seeing as much two-dimensional 2d animated movies anymore i mean really it's everything that coming comes out from disney now is all 3d computer generated this um is 2d animated and seeing it in on a big screen in a movie theater there's still a charm to that that we're not getting anymore from disney so this is another reason i would say go out and see this movie in the movie theater i mean it was just me my kids and a bunch of animation nerds that were in the theater <laughs> yesterday at, at, at 11 a.m. <laughs> what what films would I know, just a non-anime guy, 
Mm-hmm. What would I know from that studio you referenced? Oh, you would know Spirited Away. Oh, yeah, sure. And uh, like Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, Howl's or... Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Those are those Tech are the big and ones. Concrete. That's so the... that's a different yeah, one. A different but one. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I just wanted to say it because I knew. Yeah, it. yeah. 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 Show off a little bit in front of the comedy film nerd. <laughs> So um, definitely check it out, and if you if it's playing near you and it's in the theater, um, check it out on the big screen. Did you and your kids get high? Before we did. <laughs> Chris, yeah, family yeah, that does bong yeah, rips yeah. together stays there. No Daddy comments. made some no special yes. uh, cookies yeah. for you kids. It's Oops. LA. It's LA. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had our prescription cards. We were fine. <laughs> Wait, with a, my kids are older. Mm-hmm. Okay. But having an eight-year-old and a thirteen-year-old now, anywhere you go in LA, a waft of skunkweed will just come through. Do you talk about that? Has it been brought up? Or I don't think we travel in the same circles. No, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny. It's like you could be at a Starbucks. Yeah, every and you once walk in a while. To your car, yeah, or you can be in traffic. Yeah, you have to mention it. And like, it's what like, is that? Oh, what's that smell? That wafting? Yeah. That? And we just say somebody's sick. So. <laughs> The woman in front of us has glaucoma. Yes, exactly. There's the, they, they have sick. issues with uh, with their eyesight or anxiety. So yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I saw Personal Shopper. Mm-hmm. Now this is the Kristen Stewart movie, and now I got to ask before you start this. From the trailer, just kind of confused me. Is it a ghost story? Well. Let me bring this up on IMDb. Okay. Here's the thing with this film. I ultimately very much liked it. Okay. One of the, there's been some criticism of it, I think more so in the States, although it was booed by some critics at Cannes, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then- uh, They're very critical, the critics at Cannes, by sure. the way. <laughs> uh, they've, been, they've been tired hanging out with uh, yeah. <laughs> on yachts. Yeah. Uh, but apparently then the director went on to win Best Director. So- the trailer that it's I the saw, other directors booing. Yeah, <laughs> I think the trailer that I saw was made for the American audience. Is my guess interesting? And so mm. they had to. I think the American audiences need things spelled out a lot more. And this movie doesn't do that. Okay, it leaves a lot for you to kind of sort of figure out. Okay. Um, mm, as an American, I don't like. I don't doing like that. that. I yeah. want things shown to me. I want yes. the guy to win and have an American eagle hat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So I, I'm trying not to go into spoilers, but yes, it deals with ghosts. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, there's a lot of elements to it. Okay. There's a ghost story. There's a little bit of a th- crime thriller aspect to it. Is there a pottery wheel? There is, <laughs> my knowledge, no, there is not a pottery wheel. Then it's not truly a ghost movie. No, yeah. Right, there isn't. Um, unless a ghost helps you make. Yeah. <laughs> make a vase. Yeah. Uh, the ghost is the sh- personal shopper? That would be weird. No. <laughs> I want to see this personal thing. ghost shopper. First personal ghost shopper. You just see like a handbag yeah. floating yeah. through an expensive store. <gasps> that's for a celebrity. Oh, that's the new thing from Apple. Ghost pay. Um, so it's a lot of different things. So Kristen, I'll just give you the story. So Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. is a personal shopper for a fictitious celebrity woman. We don't see her much, but she's some sort of like Madonna type. Right. Never there. Too busy to shop. Too busy. A train wreck. Right. Uh, mm. Not a fun job to have. Um, Kristen Stewart, also's twin brother, passed away six months prior. 
They were both mediums. They just say that. It's just an accepted thing. Okay. What's a medium? Um, someone who can communicate with the with the dead. Right. Um, sure. So that's just part of it. And in the trailer, she's worrying, like, am I getting, a, like, my brother and I said we would give each other a sign to let go of this. So she's having, part of it is her dealing with grief of losing her brother. Part of it is I'm a medium and I can s- connect and see these things. Um but yeah, there's some ghost stuff. There's some scary stuff. There's some thriller stuff. There's like a crime. There's, and her just trying to sort through losing her brother. How does she do in it? Uh, I like Kristen Stewart when she does this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I know it's, it's it's similar character to the um, the other movie she did. The, Su- uh, the, the Clowns of Silas Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie, The Clouds. The Clouds, Cloud, of, uh, the clouds. where she was like the uh, the, the acting, clowns. the clowns. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. The Clouds of Saint Mariner. Uh, yeah, the Clouds of Sils Maria. Sils Maria. So mm-hmm. she's playing a sort of a similar, and the Clouds of Sils Maria. She's a famous woman's assistant, right? Mm-hmm. So there is some similarities to that. They both take place in Europe, but I, I honestly, I, I really. I don't know. I, I, I really, kept your attention. It kept my attention and it was mm-hmm. really interesting. And there was some stuff happening and you're like, God, is this ghosts or is this the, some just regular dude? That's a weirdo. Like what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So it kept my attention and it's interesting. If you want it all tied up in a bow and you want that, then don't go to this. This movie is not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to leave you thinking. It's French. It's French. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's a very French, you know, it's, it's a European film. In English? Yeah, completely in English, but it takes place in Paris. Apparently, though, they they moved the production to Prague just 48 hours before the attacks in, in Paris. Um, it's good. It takes less saw francs. Yes, it's saw, saw francs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same director that did uh, The Clowns of Sils, Sils Marina, as, as, as Chris says. So it's in that same style. So I would say this. If you liked that movie, yes, then much. you probably like this one. Mm-hmm. And I... I applaud, and I've said this before on the show, I applaud any time some actor comes out of some mega franchise and they're doing more artistic, creative stuff. Because I always get bothered, and Matthew McConaughey finally broke out of it too, and they're like, they just keep cranking out the same... She could do another 15 Twilight things. She could go do action movies. She could do any of that stuff if she wanted to, and I don't begrudge her, but it's like she doesn't need the money anymore, and so she's doing interesting stuff like this and working with interesting directors, so I, I like that, and it's an interesting script. It's, it's like Charlize great. Theron went the other way. Right. She did small independent films and now does these crazy action things. I know, and I... Like I don't. She's got the new one coming out. The Fist and the Furious, or whatever the the, Fist and the Furious. (laughs) Terrible title. There's a really angry fist. There's some mad knuckles going. (laughs) But like, no, exactly. And I don't. As I've said, I don't begrudge an actor for taking those giant parts. But she's great in Mad Max. Yeah, she's great in Mad Max. Mm -hmm. She's great Mad Max, which is a big budget thing. But it's also interesting to see when they do the art things. I mean, like we're all in that spot. You direct a lot of commercials that's your bread and butter but I'm then a whore. Yeah. but then yeah but yeah. then you go do you go do documentaries with horrible titles yes. that, that, <laughs> but you're doing that yeah. you're not making those movies you know you're not making a shit ton of money right it's it. a it's a creative sorbet right. mm-hmm. to cleanse the palate and i think that's what uh 
you know, a lot of the great actors, we like their work because mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you watch any interview with a, a, a famous actor doing a smaller movie, and they'll say, I work the rest of the year to be able to do these yeah. art, artistic right. uh, mm-hmm. endeavors. Was it like somebody, Marlon Brando or somebody said, do one for them, one for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and... I like seeing this. So yeah, it's it's worth seeing. It's an mm-hmm. interesting film. With commercials, by the way, it's do twelve for them. <laughs> yes. One for you. <laughs> hey, I'd take the. That's work. just the economics of the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so now, um, uh, Jordan, you saw a movie, Their Finest. Tell us about that. This is oh, a British film. This was great. So uh, I guess it was Sunday. My uh, younger kids still live with me. They were off doing their thing at the start of spring break. My wife says, "You want to see a movie?" Yeah. Now, how old are your kids? I have two boys in their 20s, mm-hmm. and I have twin 16-year-olds. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not the lookalike kind. Mm-hmm. The other kind. Fraternal? Fraternal. I always <laughs> yes. forget the word. So my wife... We not live, the lookalike kind. <laughs> we, we live near the landmark on Pico. Oh. And my wife says, do you want to see a movie? I say, yeah, buy the tickets. She goes, I really want to see this movie, Their Finest. I like that theater, by the way. It's a great theater. A good Indian restaurant across the street. Yes, there is. Yeah. And a Thai place next door. Yeah. So I say to uh, my lovely wife, uh, what's this movie about? And she goes, well, we're here now. Because I didn't know anything about it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And we walk in and I go, hey, we're going into theater three. And that's where I Am Battle Comic is going to play May 2nd. <laughs> at the Landmark Theater. And she goes, really? I go, yeah, it's this theater. I mean, all the information is at jordanbrady.com, <laughs> even ticket links. But I don't know anything about their That's finest. That's fantastic. You gave your wife your website. What a website. coincidence. <laughs> yes, I yeah. sent it to her. And she said, wow, you're so narcissistic. And I go, no, people do that. They get their own name as a website. So you just go to jordanbrady.com, <laughs> click on I Am Battle Comic Screenings. You can buy tickets to May 2nd at the landmark on Pico. And my wife said, are you giving away the profits of that screening <laughs> to national military families? And I said, I said, au contraire, the money from May 2nd at the landmark go to Operation Gratitude. Oh, they pack great. up uh, care, care packages, packages. That's a great and send them for the troops. I went out there uh, last month when they do it, and it's just like an army of love. Yeah. And you're on an assembly line and three hours later, you've packed up a couple thousand boxes, uh-huh. and they're up to. They're going to. I think they're uh, at one point six million to date. That's another great organization. Wow. Yeah, I've yeah. Some stuff for them. They're, they're, I met the woman who started it after nine eleven. She wanted she to donate enlist. some DVDs. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you should. Yeah, you. I totally. In fact, I just bought four hundred and nine. I bought five hundred, but I'm keeping one for my shelf of I am comic. Like, I had to buy my own right. movie. Yeah. But the distributor helped me get them at cost, and I'm going to give them to the troops, and they can... Let's send a box out Yeah, there. you should send yeah, a let's box. do it. Yeah. Send them May 2nd, and I'll announce it. Okay. You know, at okay. the Q&A and all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to auction off a Fender electric bass that uh-huh. Fender donated. Mm-hmm. All that money will go to Operation Gratitude. And my wife said, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me about the May 2nd thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we go into <clears throat> we go in to see Their Finest. Two trailers. That's a vertically integrated pitch, folks. That was. That's that was very In the middle of a movie yes. review, yeah. it's fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Only trailers. a commercial director could think of that. <laughs> I told you, I'm a whore. I'm a whore. <laughs> 
I'm not going to mention Dallas and Houston. Okay. <laughs> the week before at the landmarks. Uh, but they could go to the website and find. Go to, just yeah. go to jordanbrady.com or iambattlecom.com. Yeah, so it's, it's not a all, surprise. It's all there. <laughs> all the information is readily available. Mm-hmm. So Richard Gere's in two trailers prior to their finest, which is weird. What does he have coming out? It's I, I could. One of them looks good about like the family. The boys committed some heinous crime, and the family. Oh yes, gonna, that does look going to turn them in. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a lot of people sitting around a table, but it looks like a good thriller. Like they're going to flash to the thing that happened. Yeah. They did in the trailer. They flashed to some fire or something. Yeah, they're like a wealthy family, and their sons all committed some heinous thing, and there's an argument over, do do we do the right thing or do we cover it up? And Richard Gere, I think, is running for office and wants to come clean, is what I got from the trailer. Yeah. Then the other trailer, I don't remember. And then a British trailer. Mm -hmm. So their finest is a, a story about a, a female ri- screenwriter pre-U.S. involvement in World War II. And she's brought in to make a propaganda film for the, the British Ministry of Propaganda and Film Division. It's based on a novel by Lisa Evans and Gabby Shippy, Shiappy. <laughs> <laughs> not a real name Gabby Sawbill <laughs> Gabby Sawbill did the screenplay <laughs> but I'm sorry I, anyway and so I, I don't I just it just the movie just unfolds I have no pre, uh, preconceived notions of what it's going to be mm-hmm. the the humor was very sly the performances were subtle and it just went on and, and it, there's kind of a like you're rooting for the other writer and the guy writer and her to get together and she's with this artist that we don't like mm-hmm. and you know there's some predictable things that happen but for the most part what i loved was they would cut to the movie that was getting made as they were writing it and it didn't necessarily match up like on the nose the movie that they're writing is real life and they were making a like a propaganda film, right? Yeah. For uh, for the UK and the Allies. For the UK. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 ha- it took some fun shots at Americans, like Jeremy Irons has a, a, a big party comes in over the top as the head of the ministry, and like, the Yanks want to see a Yank in the picture, and we need their involvement. And, you know, they need someone with a good smile and a good-looking boy, but he can't be the hero because we're the hero. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't know why I'm talking like that. It was not British, nor Jeremy Irons. That was horrible. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, they enlist a, a U.S. guy, and he's a bad actor. And who's the tall, uh, not, is it Bill Nighy? Yeah. The science guy? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill Nighy, the science guy, is in the movie. It couldn't possibly no. be Bill Nighy, the English actor yeah. that's done a lot of movies. He is wonderful in it. Just his pregnant pauses, and he'll give a look to one. You know, he plays, he spoofs an actor. He plays an actor. Right. Like a, mm. a kind of a, a washed up movie star who's. The time has faded, but he's in, the, you know. He still thinks he he's, puts on airs and yeah. he's regal. And you know, but it's very it, they're serious, kind of like I am Battle Comic. There's moments of seriousness, right? Because it's dealing with war, yeah, and the tragedy, and, and people die along the way in making this movie, which was yeah, because it can't be too silly when that's when you know 
England was getting bombed on a daily basis by the Germans, so you can't make it too wacky. It's a uh, it's a tough tightrope. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you want to make it satire, but you also you know you don't want to make it look like you're making fun of the events that happened either. It's it's not madcap, right? In any sense, it's uh, you know catch twenty two. If you remember the book and the movie, the the movie just kind of missed the mark, and uh, it's a tough thing to do. But it sounds like they they found that that kind of tight. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it goes on a little longer than you would expect if it were an American picture. Uh Mm -hmm. Right. The boy and the girl get together. You're happy. You'd wrap it up, but it goes on another quick 15 minutes or so. And it makes it a much more powerful movie. So that's the, all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil it. So the director, uh, Lone Schifrig, she's from uh, went to film school in Denmark, and she's done a fair amount of of, of indie films. So you're you're saying you liked her di- directorial? Oh style. yes, yeah, I loved it. All right, this is worth. I, I saw the trailer for this, and it looked intriguing to me. The one question I had, and it might be the problem with. Again, when they take foreign movies and they cut a trailer for America, they're assuming that it's a dumb audience, which they're not entirely wrong. But that <laughs> almost, that trailer, I was like, God, is this too wacky, zany? It's not madcap so- by any stretch. Right. The trailer I saw hinted that it was, which I think is just a problem of the marketing team going, well, if we want yeah. Americans to come. But that's what the irony is. In the movie, Jeremy Irons makes fun of like, the, the Americans need, I'll try, let me try a little better here. <laughs> The Americans need a bigger bang, as they say, they sound, for an ending. sound creepier. Okay, sorry. The, the Americans need a, a bigger bang. <laughs> what part of the world are you yes, from? You that's guys the are the Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> from where? Like the Bayou? I don't know where. And this is me criticizing English accents. Hello, that's more Jeremy Irons. Uh, but that's interesting, though. Yeah, because that's it's good to hear because I. Like I said, when I watched it, I thought, nah, this might be like Monuments Men, which for me just really kind of missed the mark and was wacky in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And it could have been m- more intense and heartfelt. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but that's good to see. All right. I never saw the trailer, so I have no comment. That's great. Uh, I and, walked and, and, into and that theater. That's, there's something to be said, I think. We've talked about a fair amount on this show. For When you just walk into a movie completely blind to what, what it is, I think, in some ways, I think it's a better movie-going experience because you, you don't you're not bringing any any pro or con baggage with you. I can't remember the last time I walked out of a movie, right? Because if I've committed the two hours, even if it's horrible, I'm going to learn something, learn something as a filmmaker, like what not to do right. or enjoy how bad it is. Or it's just a delight, and it'll come around. There was a, what's the one with the two, the two brothers, and uh, and uh, Jeff Bridges plays a cartoon sheriff, hunting the bank robbing brothers. Hell or high water. Yeah, hell or high water. <laughs> a cartoon sheriff. <laughs> well, we're going to track them down. <laughs> that movie, the first twenty minutes, I thought missed the mark. Uh huh. First twenty minutes, my wife and I were. I was like. Is this? Is it like a spoof? Is because it was it'd be serious, and then they have these comedic moments mm-hmm. between them, and then Jeff Bridges would come in with his. He was like Yosemite Sam. He's doing this. A couple other guests have brought it up too. He's doing this weird accent in movies now, where he just kind of talks like this, and it's weird. It everything. Yeah, and uh, 
uh, whether it didn't matter what movie he's in, he does that now. Ever since um, when he did the country western movie, right? Where he's the singer, he's the singer, yeah. So it's not necessary. You don't have to do that in every one. So, uh, or if he's fighting witches in that other movie, oh, remember yeah. that one. <laughs> but by the, so I would say before the halfway mark, I settled into that movie. Interesting. If I were so a walkout won, kind of person, I'd go. It won you over. Of, it won me over. Yeah, I, say, I, 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 I really liked Hell or High Water. I thought. Oh, I love that. I love the really good movie. Yeah. All right, so let's go to trailers. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Now I'm so excited this about this. This trailer looks yeah, fucking awesome. It does. <laughs> I'm so fired up. There, there's part of the Planet Hulk storyline in there, and oh. uh, it's it just looks really, really fun. And it also looks mm. like what I love is you know Marvel's aware of. Look, it's the third Thor movie. What are we gonna do? And uh, okay, yeah, you figured it out. This looks good. Have a quirky, weird, you know. New Zealand director kind of take this franchise, mm-hmm. bring it into a lighter, more fresh, more interesting direction, and uh, put the Hulk in the movie. I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm on yeah, board. Seeing Hulk mm-hmm. in the trailer, I was like, yeah. it's so great. And the thing I love is this is Marvel's universe. In Civil War, there was just a couple of lines about, like, anybody know where the Hulk is? Anybody? You guys are yeah. reckless and crazy. <laughs> oh, that's where he is. He's in yeah. this trailer. He's in this film. So, yeah, I'm. it, it comes out in November, but I'm I'm super pumped. And I, yeah. I was looking. Um, uh, my girlfriend showed me the comments. She was like, you got to look at this trailer. And in the <laughs> comment section on YouTube under this trailer was somebody put RIP Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> right so i don't know like i know we're like we're broken records when we say this but the marvel universe is just fantastic you know and our younger viewers may not remember when it was not always the case remember when superman and batman were like yeah. the most amazing movies you know ever made when they were they were first coming out like and marvel was struggling with like i think a punisher movie came out and then there was uh you know there was Roger Corman, Captain America, and Fantastic Four movies. Like it was Roger like, Corman, Fantastic Four movie it is, is un- insanely fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And the, the guy, uh, Doctor Doom, Doctor No, no, the um, what's his name? With Stretch Guy. Oh, uh, Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic's yeah. hand waves out the limousine sunroof, and it's like a rubber. Yeah. Arm. It just sways in the wind. Yeah, it, it, it. There was a time where, like, oh well, we're only going to see DC heroes on the big screen. Marvel will never have any successful movie, you yeah. know, movie presence. Oh, and, and I love too, like getting uh, Taika Waititi, the director who did Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a fantastic movie and hilarious. This is this is why. That, is that the movie with the boy and the yeah, that runs Sam, away with the mm-hmm. old? Guy? Yeah, that was hilarious with Sam uh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Mm-hmm. This is the thing again. Why Marvel's model, they get it and DC doesn't. DC would go, we need a big action guy. No, no, we need a guy that knows how to direct human stories. We've got the apparatus in place for the effects and yeah, the yeah. crazy. We'll te- yeah. we'll ha- you'll don't be worry. Right. We'll have 100 people over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, don't but worry. Not in, the ba- <laughs> not in the worst way. Yeah, exactly. In the like, because I would imagine, like, as we're all guys who've only really done low budget independent things. If someone said, here's $150 million, there would be part of us going, Oh shit, what do I do? And Marvel, what it appears because this is what their final product says to me is that they come in and go, you're the director. You know how to, this is the story. Make sure you do that. We got all the other bells and whistles. Don't you worry about Mm -hmm. it. And we'll 
you do your thing in the middle of this giant machine, this giant amusement park, but they like let the directors versus, oh, we just got to get, or like Star Trek, like Justin Lin, yeah. like what, what are you? Yeah, come on. What are you really? doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, even Gift calm, Aaron Aaron, Island. Yeah. yeah. Gift Aaron Aronofsky, a uh, Star Trek movie. Yeah. What would that look like? Yeah. That would be really cool. It, it's really, it's really. Or the guy that did Primer. You know, give them a Star Trek movie. I would love to see, and and I just I just applaud this because when you watch Hunt for the Wilder People, you don't go, "Wow, that guy'd be great doing a Marvel film." Thor, 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 Thor. Yeah, (laughs) specifically Thor. Thor, Yeah, you know, even in commercials, when we have effects, Mm -hmm. we have the effects. Like I do comedy, so if there's an effects gag, you got to know how to do it. Because, and but you meet with the effects people, and they go, "What are you? What are you trying to say?" Right. And you tell them, and they go, okay, well, you should do it this way. And if you, if you throw out an idea, well, I wanted to do it practically, could you augment this? They go, yeah, sure, hey, could you shoot a plate of that? Or I step off and go, whatever he needs for the plates, you Let know, get, right. get all the it. things to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. A plate, meaning a plate shot of mm-hmm. without the actor, without yes. the dog, and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they composite it. Basically, it's a still it background shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's the thing now, and then let that whole building of people <laughs> handle it. You right. say, this is what I want. They tell you what they need on a technical end, and then you still deal with the actors. They make it so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's, and you get to sit there and just go to the actor on the green screen. I know you're on a soundstage and everything's green, but emotionally, you know, you still get to be a director because yeah. that's not that hard to do because... All an actor is doing anyway is make believe, you know. I mean, like that's what, a, especially a film actor is is, uh, and and in the close ups, they're not interacting with the other actor most of the time. They're looking at a stand in or whatever. So, it's cool that they recognize the exception that. who framed Roger Rabbit. Charles Fleischer was on set in a rabbit costume. That's because Charles Fleischer's yeah. out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> right. That's because he just showed up. In I one. saw him at dinner in a rabbit <laughs> costume yeah, the other day. His fucking mind. That's why. Um, all right, what else? Uh, so- Chuck is the the next trailer. Now, this is an interesting trailer. Liv Schreiber is showing, uh, it's a kind of a biopic of the real story of like what Ro- who Rocky Balboa was uh, based on. Mm-hmm. So, which I actually didn't know it was based on a real guy. So, this is, um, this is a really interesting Philly Rocky story to me. So, I, I was really intrigued by this trailer. Wait, I'm looking it up on... I don't know this trailer. Chuck. Uh, Chuck, yeah. The movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably coming up as the TV show the TV first. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Wepner. So this is a, there's a fantastic 30 for 30 on Chuck Wepner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that went the distance with Ali. And, and Ali's the in his prime. Right. Muhammad Ali was like, oh, I just need a tune-up fight. And... Wepner was just this road, you know, Philly just a guy who's like worked as a bouncer and all this stuff in his face. Like Lev Shriver is way too good looking for what Chuck Wepner actually looks like. <laughs> Chuck Wepner looks like a guy that's been prize fighting since he was six. <laughs> um, but that's what the Rocky story was based on, was this guy Chuck Wepner went the distance and um, in the first uh, – uh, that's Apollo Creed is, is Ali right. in, in the first Rocky. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first Rocky, he's like, I don't want to rematch. 
you know, I don't want one. And that was like, that's paraphrasing kind of what Ali said after that fight. He was like, what the fuck? I was, was too to, much work. I was supposed to drop this guy in three. And now I, you know, I, he, I, I couldn't, I couldn't take him down. Like the greatest fighter in the world couldn't take him down and won by like a slim decision. Um, and there's a great 30 for 30 because there was a lawsuit with Stallone and that was settled. And like, there was a lot of, uh, stuff that happened and that's all stuff that i didn't know about oh yeah so this looks this looks really intriguing i'd, I'd, I'd love to see this because mm-hmm. the chuck wepner story is is fascinating right and just and lev shriver is a guy i like mm-hmm. so by the way i have a good lev shriver story yes yes almost 20 years ago though that's it still counts okay <laughs> so i was hired to do a picture called the third wheel it came and went right indie film and uh it was about a uh a, a a guy on a first date, and as they take off for the date, they hit this homeless man with the car, and he gets in the car and hangs out with him the whole night. <laughs> and the homeless man tries to make the—he's a con man. He's trying to make the the date better, and it was it was written and performed by the by the screenwriter, and it was supposed to be Ben Affleck as the guy on the date, but then he won the Academy Award. For Goodwill Hunting. For Goodwill Hunting, and decided to just produce it and be like a buddy. He has a, a cameo. So Luke Wilson, we cast as the guy. Before Luke Wilson, I'm talking to Lev Shriver, who had just come out of a movie that's really great called The Out of Towners. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Or The Weekenders, or The the Weekenders, maybe? The Weekday Sawbills. <laughs> <laughs> who take a stagecoach into yes, Manhattan yeah. <laughs> from one of the other colonies. <laughs> and we had a phone conversation about the script, and he said, and I don't do a very good lecture, he goes, well, you know, my problem, it's inherent in the script, is it's, it's such a fun part, but the antagonist is more fun than the protagonist. Like, it was clearly written by the guy who wants to play the antagonist, and that's a better part. And I think the audience is going to like him more than the protagonist, and therefore it won't work. And I was like, wow, I just got hired just, to make a movie. Yeah, and you, you just, yeah, then you just hung up on it. You just kicked yeah. me in the balls. <laughs> and in hindsight, like, we did address that, uh-huh. and I brought that up with the producers, and uh, Chris Moore, who was on. Project Greenlight right. and, mm-hmm. and Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon. They were the producer. In fact, I call this movie because it was like a year or so before Project Greenlight. My movie was like Project Stoplight. Right. <laughs> it was just their experimentation into the mm-hmm. producing. But that always rang true with me. And even in, in high, you know, looking at the movie, like, yeah, it was a fun antagonist. Yeah. He's, he's, Left driver seems like he's a pretty sharp cat. Seems like a smart, well, smart badger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Uh, so, Chuck, I want to see it. Yeah. And then the mummy now. Now the what? mummy. This new trailer came out for the mummy. Um, some so, of the same footage. It's what? So what? The, the, what is a new trailer yeah, for the mummy? This is Brendan yeah. Fraser. This is no, <laughs> no. This, no, this is, is Brendan uh, Fraser's the mummy. This is uh, that would be great if Brendan Fraser was the mummy in this movie. This is the new. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise mummy vehicle. Oh yeah, and uh, this is where the the 
Universal is trying to start to piece together all of their monster franchises into one universe. Why? It's, it's rumored that, uh, um, you know, Russell Crowe is in this movie, like literally announcing the mummy. Like it made no sense, but it's rumored he's like Dr. Jekyll. So, like, they're trying to start to interconnect uh, all of these. It's the uh, same director things. that did people like us. Oh, and so. it's one of the writers from Transformers. So I don't know how it could be bad. Yes, <laughs> the Universal Universe. So uh, it, it's really it, it's it just looks like it's it, it's a. It, I, I'm hoping this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's a big, dumb, fun, silly summer blockbustery movie that you could just have fun at. Let's hope. What I'm worried is that it's just going to be one nonsensical set piece that stuff blows up after another. Alec Kurtzman, who's only done People Like Us, is the only one that he directed, but he's been an EP on. The Invisible Man. And the writer on yeah. uh, all these horrible films. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow, you know. this is. Uh, Don't forget all the Transformers movies. Transformers <laughs> films, Transformers Prime, Star I can't Trek tell the, the darkness. difference when they fight at the end of the Transformers movies. There's no difference. I can't tell who's the the good machine and the bad robot. It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. all, they're it's all a swirl of it, it, CG. Yeah, it's just... Um, a relentless uh, uh, assault on... Decency, decency, <laughs> and and the human intellect, yeah, and the evolution of the human intellect. It's so, an assault on. I would love to see like once Michael Bay leaves the franchise, if someone can actually like rescue it, like if some someone could make a compelling, interesting Transformers movie. It won't be this mummy jackass. I'll tell you that much. No, it will not. So, so um, mummy, mixed feelings about the mummy. Hoping it will be fun. Uh, all right, on DVD coming out, Hidden Figures. Uh, love this film. Definitely, if you uh, haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. It is uh, really great. It hits some really great themes about uh, racism and how sometimes to combat racism, you can just be good at math instead of like marching down and uh, uh, protesting. There's different ways and different um, means to combat racism. I thought it had some really great and interesting themes to it. Yeah, I, I mean, as we talked about, there's there's a... There's a Hollywood polish on this that yes, makes Kevin for sure. Costner the white hero, which is a little yes. like, come on. Once you can get past that and past Sheldon, his from, gum uh, chewing, yeah. yes, Kevin Costner <laughs> chews gum. But at, but above all, the the thing that why it hits, it hits home. Well, it's still. not not just hitting home, but it's mm-hmm. also it's a story that we should all know about that most of us I didn't I didn't no, know I didn't know either existed, and so no. for that aspect it's good. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. And you can see, mm-hmm. you know, it deserved a fair amount of its nominees for the Oscars. So yes, I'll directed by uh, Theodore Melfi, mm-hmm. a commercial director who also wrote and directed Saint Vincent. Oh yeah, um, which Vincent. is based on a true story in his life. Really? Great guy, yeah. Known him, for, known him for many years. That's cool. Super guy. Glad to see the movie. Such a big hit. Yeah. And St. Vincent was another good good yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next movie is Lion. Now, you thought this was one of the best movies of 2016. Oh, loved it. It was fantastic. Loved mm-hmm. it. It's one of the best movies. So, like, if you missed either one of these films, this is a great op. You really need to see Lion and Hidden Figures. Check it out. Lion is like, the kid in Lion should have got a nomination, right. in my opinion. It's like the kid mm-hmm. from Beast of No Nation the year prior. Like, oh, yeah. They're just... The, they found these kids, and they looked at something like 4,000 kids or something crazy like that right, to find right. this kid for Lion. He's on, and Dev Patel does a great job, but this kid is unbelievable. Why was Dev nominated for Best Sup- 
supporting actor. Wouldn't he share the lead in that movie? Well, that's the, that's that was weird. Well, right? that's this the strategy is everyone thinks that it's easier to get a supporting <laughs> win uh, or a nomination for supporting versus if you go because there's always a handful of like. I don't know if that strategy it always pans out. Though. I don't think it does either. But yeah. I, I I see where they come from with that because they're always worried that some big, you know, Tom Hanks type. Per, there's always those guys. You could say white guy. <laughs> yeah. Or white guy, but yeah, but there's always a big A-lister that's like... Whose time has come, right? and the Academy's going to give it to him. I thought Dev was great in that movie. I thought I that movie was so touching, and I love... Well, I don't want to spoil it. You don't do spoilers. No, Mm-mm. but it's a good film. Yeah. It's worth seeing. Can so. I say a general comment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like during the credits of movies when they show the real people that oh, I love that that uh, the movie was based on. I'm not saying that happens in Lion and that's what <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens and it's a fine moment. That's not, that's a, not spoiler, a spoiler. No, though. that's not because it's based on a true story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they I, can look it up. They yeah. and 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 like I know it's like I know it's coming with the real story, but I'm always like, all right, we're gonna see the real person. We're gonna yeah. see the photo or a video. Yeah, the photo, even the photo's good. I love. By that. the way, Nicole Kidman in Lion. Oh, is yeah. so like that her in that movie she's a supporting actress right mm-hmm. that's a master class in subtle performance oh for sure it's like and she's it, just oozing whatever she's thinking and it's skin like porcelain and it's overlooked yes. just because she's not in the movie that much right. plus she had to go up against women like that had bigger bigger parts like right. i thought you were gonna say breasts <laughs> no no <laughs> but like like hidden figures the women and you know what i mean like they had <clears throat> Larger supporting uh, actress, more screen time, more screen time. But you're right, Nicole Kidman. There's some scenes in there that are just fantastic with her and Dev Patel, and even just the the interaction with that. I forget his name, but the the guy that played her husband, who's an Australian actor. Oh yeah, he was good. The, just the the couple struggling with, you know, they adopt these two sons, and one's having a lot of trouble, and the other one, you know, is well, they're both. They're both having the identity issue and they're dealing with it in different ways. And here's two parents that are like, just, you know, they got kids that are struggling and they love right. their kids. They want to take care of their mm-hmm. kids. So yeah, both these movies are great. My favorite part about Hidden Figures that's on the DVD, the scene that didn't make it, mm-hmm. is when uh, Octavia Spencer poops in a pie and gives it to Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> DVD bonus. DVD <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Um, so, all right, and the uh, site spotlight and the fan feedback. Now, there's uh, uh, Neil also did a review of Colossal. I know uh, CJ did not like this film. Neil was a little more forgiving, but also didn't love it, which is a shame because I was really excited to see this movie. This is the Anne Hathaway giant monster movie. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks so, interesting to me. Yeah, so just, I'm, I'm a little uh, dis- disappointed hearing these reviews, but I still I still want to see it. Um. Fan feedback, we posted the uh, the Ragnarok trailer and the poster, and uh, Michael Kazminsky wrote, Kate Blanchett looks, is, is, look, Kate Blanchett is, looks badass. <laughs> okay. Not the greatest sentence I've ever heard, but I certainly agree <laughs> with get, you that yeah. she is, looks badass. She does, is, looks badass, <laughs> for sure. She looks badass. <laughs> Uh, and Victoria Ray said, "Looks brilliant, badass indeed." A little better sentence structure from Victoria. Yeah. So thank you for both of those comments, you guys. <laughs> uh, I know there, it's funny. Yesterday there was a slew of 
comments on the Ragnarok trailer and are you guys going to talk about yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one's going to slip through the cracks. So thank you guys for your posts on the mm-hmm. Facebook fan page. You know, if we get to that first goal, that might be our first spoiler. Ooh. All we need, we're, we're less than actually, $40 I, shy. Actually, it wouldn't be because that's November, but it would be, uh, that would be definitely be one of them. It would definitely mm-hmm. be a spoiler if we get to the $1,000 level at uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting so close. We're, so we're over 600 uh, just go to patreon.com patreon.com comedy film nerds it's That's also it. on our homepage yep you can it's, click right through yep nice work yes <laughs> <laughs> nice work George. by the way pa- Patty say Patreon Patreon terrible name yes <laughs> terrible name for a while yep you know it for, is the I am battle yeah, comic yeah. Of, 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 of fundraising so, so you can go to Patreon throw down some saw beans so uh, <laughs> beans now <laughs> A so, um, couple of saw sticks a month, yep. guys. You can get yourself uh, some CFN support. Now, premiering this week, The Fate and the Furious. Obviously, yes. we're all going to see this movie. Yeah. On the billboard, they are being chased on the ice from a submarine. Yes. There's cars in on the cars. ice and the submarine. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. You know, and just when you think, well, how crazy and ridiculous can it get? No. No, it no, can, no, it, no. You, you don't, we're, we're not done yet. No. no They're just not. this side of Sharknado. Yes, but like just so on the like, line, like, just close. Like if sharks started falling out of the sky when they're being yeah, chased they're on being, the ice by a submarine, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, frozen polar bears. So we're all there. I can't wait for this movie. This is just the right, uh, the right amount of dumb, and we know it's dumb, and yeah. just big dumb fun, and fast cars, and just this franchise knows exactly what it is and exactly what it's yep. doing. So, and I just love watching The Rock punch Vin Diesel. I just, I enjoy it. So, <laughs> and it's all about the family, and there's a breakup, and someone's yeah. going rogue. And yeah, so don't worry. Everyone's yeah. going to say the word family at least once. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be, that's a drinking game. Yeah. Somebody says family, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get hammered. Uh, the next movie is Gifted. This is uh, when Captain America won't send his uh, kid to a uh, special school. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what we're talking about. Good for Chris Evans. Yes. He's Captain America. He yep. doesn't need to do movies like yeah. this, no. but I'm glad that he Fun is. Fun project. Yeah. Yes. It looks interesting mm-hmm. about how to deal with a gifted kid. It's an interesting, um, I, I, they're set, the trailer is setting up as, a, as like almost like a moral dilemma. Like, are you hurting or helping this kid by not letting them go to the school or mm-hmm. are you help? So we'll see. Right. Are you not? That's, and I've, I've read some stuff on the, on the gifted kid and, and talked to some parents that deal with it. It's, it's such a tricky thing i watched a a documentary about it where the gifted child sometimes if they're pushed too hard i mean that's the dilemma in goodwill hunting they they they've burned out and they're like or withdraw they withdraw or close the world off Mm -hmm. right and sometimes then if they're not pushed enough, they're like kids, they got everything so quickly. They get bored and get into trouble. <laughs> well, they, well, there's that. There's bored yeah. and they get into trouble. But then also they didn't learn how to learn because they didn't yeah. need to. And then they get older and they don't have like the skills we learn on how to research and right. study and all Study that. skills. They don't have study skills. And mm-hmm. so like that's the- No, my, I have my son. He's been dealing with that his whole life. Really? Yeah. It's mild, but he's always having to learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. Once he gets it, bam, right, locks in. And I think that's that's when someone really picks some some at, some subject matter up really easily. They didn't learn how to. They didn't get the study skills, and then they mm-hmm. they didn't learn how to do that. They hope they can just pick it up 
anywhere, and it's a difficult thing. Right. So that's what this movie mm-hmm. looks like it focuses on. So, I'm so next is Spark, A Space Tale. This is a um, an animated movie about monkeys that uh, on a distant planet that kind of came out of nowhere. The trailer looks awful, and uh, it really looks like it's a bunch of foreign money thrown into an animated movie to try to get some of that frozen money. So it really, that's really what it feels like. Some, uh, 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 an animated cash grab. So, and the next movie is The Lost City of Z, a true life drama centering on British explorer Colonel Percival Fawcett, who disappeared while searching for a mysterious city in the Amazon in the 1920s. Uh, it's Charlie, you know, Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hoonan yep. uh, playing this guy. I can't decide. I'm I'm watching the trailer. I've seen it several times. Is now. it a real life Indiana Jones? Like, because that would be a fun oh, movie for it. me yeah, to for trailer. me to see. But I'm wondering, or is this just no? It's not. I I can't decide if they're executing this story correctly. Right. It's hard to tell from the trailer. Like, are they going to go on the actual things that happen, which are probably really engaging, or are they going to put a bunch of nonsense in there? Yeah, I don't know. So I'll probably see it though. So, and that is it. So uh, you have many choices this weekend. Um, After you see The Fate of the Furious. That is our show. Jordan Brady, where? Tell us those websites again. Yeah, and, and are there any that you in? haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's two I haven't mentioned. <laughs> so d- this drops very soon. Today. Today. Today, okay. Mm-hmm. So if as soon as you leave. If you're in Dallas, the 25th of April, mm-hmm. at the Landmark, we're doing an event, Q&A, uh, after the screening, and all the money goes to militaryfamilies.org. Awesome. Then I'm going to Houston, where Slade Ham, one of the comedians that I went over there with, right. he's from there, and we're going to pack the landmark uh, River Oaks, mm-hmm. and all the money's going to national military families. That's great. Then in Phoenix, Thursday the 27th of April, uh, Sneaky Big Studios said, hey, we hear you're going to be showing your movie. We're going to host a screening. Oh, great. And they're giving the money to Semper Fi Fund. Awesome. Oh, good for them. So I'm doing the 26, 27, uh, 25, 26, 27 of April at uh, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix. And I'll be at all the screenings live. Awesome. Doing the Q&A with the comedian. Slade's coming to him. Bob Kubota lives in Phoenix. Oh, he was yeah. in, ran into Bob in Afghanistan. That's crazy. We were on separate comedy tours. He was doing comics on duty, and I was doing mine through uh, Mike Burton. Mm-hmm. And we ran into each other at Bagram. There's a tent in Bagram that is the entertainer's tent. I don't know if it's, it's still in there. the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's oh, where yeah. we did a show. Then my picture's up there. Like the, insane. It's it's and we, there's I have a photo that I posted on Facebook of running into Bob Kubota oh, in Afghanistan, great. which would be a great name for a movie. Running into Ryan Bob Kubota. Running into Bob Kubota. <laughs> well, and also, I'd encourage people to go out to these screenings, not only because it's supporting a good cause, but it's also a good movie, too. I had a chance. You sent me a, you sent us a screener. Link, yeah. And uh, it's great. It does everything that the documentary should. It shows what it's like performing on these bases and also how it affected the comedians that went over. It actually reminded me a lot of Afghanistan mm-hmm. and the way that... Uh, um, you know, comedian. It's not a. It's not just a gig. Comedians no. just don't go over there, perform, and come back. It changes them, and it oh, changes I'm ready their to lives. Go back. And it's it's something that you never forget, and it's also something that affects you very deeply. Uh, and I'll, and that comes through in uh, the documentaries. I'll quote Jimmy Schubert, who a young comic asked him about going over there, and he said, "Don't go over there if you don't want to fundamentally change as a person, because it will change. It, it's going to change who you are going over there." 
like your view of the world, everything. It just you you get changed um, on so many levels, and it's 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 cool that this film is is showing that because when I when I had this one of the the first podcasts I ever did was called Comedians in Combat, and I would just interview comics, and we would all just share. We all had these insane stories about. Oh yeah, we were over there, and there was a thing with the base, and there was an attack, and then we did a show, like, and just how it emotionally affected the comics. Because as you say, it's not a road gig. It's and you, right, you did uh, forward operating bases. Yeah, we went to small. Yeah, you bases. went to those. There weren't as many of those, so I didn't go to a fob, mm-hmm. as we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when people tell you that your laughter is going to give people hope for another three months on their deployment. It changes you. And the biggest change for me doing I Am Battle Comic with all the dates at IamBattleComic.com. May 2nd in L.A., I hope you guys come out. Landmark. At the Landmark. Pico and Westwood. Pico and Westwood. It's a great theater, a little bar, right? Mm -hmm. Operation Gratitude is going to be there. Nice. Right? We're going to put some, uh, maybe put some earbud DVDs in there. Yeah, we will. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, the troops... The troops, and Tammy Pescatelli is in the movie, mm-hmm. in an interview, and says, the troops become real faces. So before going over there, I would say, oh, I'm doing this movie, I'm going to, you know, and by the way, I had to do stand-up to get the plane ticket, and I'm not very good, okay? So I cobbled together 15 minutes, and I would tell people, I'm going to go entertain the troops, and the troops were this blob of green. It doesn't, it's, that term is so vague to most Americans. If you're not, never been in the military, you don't have a family member in the military, you don't know what that means. Well, now it's, yeah. now I see individual faces that I met uh-huh. at a meet and greet during the day that I sat down in the chow hall with oh, yeah. and heard their stories. And the other comics going, oh, you know, my buddy, or they'll get, I'll see on Facebook people that have come out of the woodwork, and guys I went to school with that are in the military now, like, oh, those are the troops. Well, that's it's not the, thing, the blob and anymore. That's what a movie right. like this does. Um, you know, puts a human face on. Well, it. it's because, and that's what these tours are about. It's not just the show. It is going to the mess hall. It is. I remember, um, you know, they have the phone rooms in Afghanistan to call back home, and I remember just being on the phone and then hearing some soldier, you know, in a really like a tear-filled breakup argument with his wife or girlfriend back in the States, that that's the troops. That's what it's like being deployed is you're going through a tough breakup and you're 10,000 miles away and you're talking on the phone. It's the Skype room in one of the USO rooms at this base uh, near Balad, Iraq. And I'm like, oh, that's where these people celebrate their kid's birthday is on the Skype camera. It's nice. It's awesome. The technology, like my grandfather that fought in World War I didn't have that. He sent letters to my great-grandmother. But like, that's the thing where you see it's those things. It's the conversations they have. Who You know, Bob Kubota said this to me. Um, and a lot of comics said this to me. You're, you're, you're a you're a journalist, you're an entertainer, and you're also a little bit of a therapist because they start opening up to you because you're not yeah. in the military and you're not with CNN. Mm-hmm. They'll just start telling you stuff. And it was the sh- it was Scott Kennedy who I went over there with a bunch who did like 50 tours and, and he passed away four years ago. 
he was always like, it's the hanging out with them after the show that's almost more important than the show oh, themselves. Yeah. When they start opening up to you about, oh, we lost a guy on that trip or whatever. And Com- Comedian hypnotist Don Barnhart. Yeah, I know Don. Yeah. He's took, done a bunch mm-hmm. of Took me over. He's been doing it since 93. He's in the movie, yeah. Yeah. Same jokes. Was it his... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don, I love you. What, was it his tour? That, it was his tour. His tour that put it. He, okay. Okay. So he mm-hmm. he took me over there, and I've known him a long time. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. What I didn't understand day one, we were in Kuwait. He goes, okay, so we're going to get up in the morning, and we're going to drive about an hour to this base, and we'll do a meet and greet. I was like, a what? He goes, yeah, we're just going to you know go we'll, wherever they have us, whoever's available, we'll meet them. And so I walk in, and he just starts talking to people. Hey, how you doing? We're the comics. We're doing a show. Hope you can make it over at the tent. And uh, where, where, what do you all do here? With a genuine, like, I was trying to see if there was a crack in the arm. Like, is this your bit? He really cares. Well, when and you- he, he, he engaged them and was listening. And, you know, because of the road work, all the guys I was with were uh, Jeff Capri, Bob Kubota, Slade Hammond, Don Barnard. They were all able to know a city someone would mention. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah, of the forum, someone's played the club right. of course. in the town. Mm-hmm. And the troops, these these individuals would go like, oh, I was that One guy was at Jack Diddley's. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is is you, you're you bringing this connection. You don't realize how important it is. And that's one of the reasons that, that changes you. Because I remember being on the road for years and sometimes you get this sort of bitter like – I don't want to talk to anybody during the day. I'm just, I want to do my show and get out of there. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. And you realize over there, oh, I want to talk and tell them thank you and ask them where they're from and bring the connection and because they're not getting it over there. It's a tough thing. And so when you say you're from whatever, like, oh, I'm from Oklahoma City. Oh man, I played the Looney Bin there. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's in that strip mall, the Looney Bin. Yeah, I did a bunch of shows there. It's a fantastic club. And they're like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm like, I come through there. And I always would say like, hey, when you when you rotate back home, you know, I might be coming through your town. Go to my website, check me out. And it's not just, I'm not just like doing like pro show promotion, right. but it's more like you're going to come home, you know, I, I want you to think you're going to come home and, you know, you can go do, you, you, there's a life back for you there that isn't just, because some of them, you get lost there. You get the, psychologically, they're just the separation from it, the isolation, yeah. the mon- the monotony of it. And like I had a I had a commanding officer told Scott Kennedy the suicide rate drops every time a comedy show came through. That's us. what they. That's what that was the that's moment. In the film. That's in the film mm-hmm. because a guy came up in the mess hall and said, "You're going to save lives," and I'm filming it, and a crew of one, mm-hmm. right? And I'm watching and I'm going, "Did he just say?" We're going to save lives. So part of me is going like, "This is docu gold," <laughs> and the and and I knew right then, like, "Oh, this is the movie." It's not just because you you kind of you guys know you jump off without a net making a documentary. You right. have a thesis, right? Which I thought was, you know, you entertain the troops like Bob Hope, like Robin Williams, you know, and they there's going to be laughs and going. Well, it's going to be the same every night, and then we found it. With that, with that moment, and and it, it crystallized for me the importance of not just entertaining the troops, but what we said about the decompression in the family. And I hope that, like, yeah, I'll, I want to take this movie to the uh, military bases mm-hmm. and show it to them. But that's 
not as important to me as showing it to civilians so that our lefty friends, yeah. myself included, have an appreciation for, hey, when these men and women come home, don't do what the generation before us did with the Vietnam vets and like turn the other way. Mm. It welcome them, thank them for right. their service, or at least acknowledge, say hello. Like it's the the, the thing <clears throat> I realized from making Afghanistan, and a, and a friend of mine said this to me who was a vet, and he was like, "Do you know how many Americans do you think have seen a forward operating base?" He goes, "Your movie's more important for the families because the folks when they're over there, a lot of times they." How is it in Afghanistan or Iraq? Well, it's okay. Like, they're not, they also, a lot of them are like, I don't tell. My family flips out. They hear something in the news that there was an attack mm. or something. So I don't tell them. So, like, I had so many family members go, holy shit, that's what riding in a Blackhawk is like. Right, right. That's what being inside a Humvee is like. Or that's this, what, what it looks like, this base looks like. That's what like. this base, it's dusty mm. and there's camo netting and, yeah. oh, my God. They People had, are peeing into a tube. Into a tube. Like, they, they were like, we had. <laughs> the n- trucker's friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, I had no idea this is what it looked like. So it is. It is actually more valuable. And also then for the civilians that, like you say, just like the troops, it's vague. And they, yeah. they saw some footage on CNN or Fox or something about a fire base, but they don't know. You don't, you can't, con- it's not, the there isn't the personal connection like there is when you're like, there's a civilian comedian interacting. And that helps me as the civilian that has knows nobody in the military connect to this. Right, right. Well, everybody has a cousin. Yeah. Like, I have a cousin that served two tours, another cousin that was on the detail to find the IEDs and got blown up, and he's safe now. But it really hits home when you have a a cousin. And many people have a brother or sister. Um, George Lopez was, I saw on Twitter that he had done these tours, and in research I saw he did an Armed Forces Entertainment tour. He immediately goes, yeah, come on over, let's do an interview. And in the movie, I mean, he gets very emotional about he had a fan that had one of his, like a catchphrase, you know, fuck those putos, in his uh, helmet. And when the guy passed, the unit sent George the the flag and the thing. And, I mean, he got super emotional in the interview and just said, look, I keep it at my house. It's it's with my family. Slay Dam, same thing. They sent him something from a fan. And he's like, who am I? I'm just like Slade saying, compared to Lopez, you know, I'm, how does this guy even know me? But I made a trip and they had my CDs and they'll always keep doing it if it can help relieve some of that stress. So look, I'm not going to wrap this up with IamBattleComic.com or (laughs) having people pre-order or anything like that. Go for it. But I hope people do come out in it. Because you got a big fan base in L.A. Mm-hmm. Come out May 2nd. And just know, guys, that 20 vets a day commit suicide. 22. 22 vets That's a day. the push-ups, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, and a lot of it and is... And money to this organization, can it can help. really help. Yeah, so... But Tammy Pescatelli did the Q&A with Slade and myself and my buddy Chuck from a big agency mm-hmm. who who was the donor agency. They do Chrysler and Fiat and I do their Jeep commercials and they came out in full force to support the, the screening event. And Tammy Pescatelli says, how much does it cost to send a service member's child to this camp where they go with other right. kids whose parents are deployed for a mm-hmm. year? And the lady... 
from uh, her name's MJ from National Military Families had flown out from DC, and I said, make sure you have that little square on your phone for people to swipe credit cards. And the lady, she goes, it's like five bucks a day. And Tammy just guilted the audience. Who doesn't have $5 a day? I better see some hands raise up. This is right after the movie. Mm-hmm. And people just started swiping, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. It was a beautiful, oh, great. beautiful thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have, at all the screenings I mentioned many times, mm-hmm. someone from the charity with a credit card reader. So you can feel oh, the, that's a great idea. You can feel the moment and swipe. Mm-hmm. So go to IamBattleComic.com, you guys. Go to those screenings if you're in uh, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, or L.A. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Thank of you. course, support us at the Patreon and everything else. And, yes. And all the stuff you can do for free, liking, subs- you know. All that stuff positive helps. Positive comments, put, posting on social media. And if you haven't bought earbuds yet through CFN, please do. Yep. We, Like you said, we have signed DVDs and the downloads as well. Posters, all of it. T-shirts, mm-hmm. the whole thing. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for supporting uh, independent media and independent artists. Yep. Thank you to Jordan Brady for being on the show. Mm-hmm. And my name is Graham Elwood. And uh, oh, one other thing what? I wanted to mention, what? but what? real quick, the uh, the uh, <laughs> the Kickstarter that I was um, uh, peripherally involved in, the Alton Wright project about uh, Bill Dwyer being a far right uh, lunatic talk show host and his. Uh, basement that has a couple days left on Kickstarter. You could still check that out, the Alton Wright and Friends show. And that is it. Check out the end. Don't forget the Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. That is our That's show. That's our show. My name is Graham Melwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.